How can we grow thriving, creative businesses without constantly hustling, sacrificing our mind, body, and creativity, or living a life where the fear of where the next client or customer will come from keeps us up at night or disconnected from our family, friends, and passions? This show is going to answer those questions. My name is Naftala Roberts, and I specialize in helping true creatives like yourself grow simple, strategic, and thriving creative businesses. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's jump on in. Who here, raise those hands, can't see them, but that's okay, has had any super special moments lately trying to work at home and have kids. One of my very favorite things to read right now is all of the memes and boards going around Facebook and Instagram all about the funny things our new co-workers are doing. Whenever I'm having a bad day and I'm just like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do this. I've been running a business for a while and I've definitely done it always having kids. But most often when I was trying to do it, they weren't always there. They were there sometimes and I definitely am going to share some tips for working at home while running a business or just doing work and having kids while they're at home, but it's different right now, y'all, because my kids never, ever leave. I was talking to my five-year-old the other day, and we were taking a drive because we just needed to get out of the house, and he was like, I don't remember the last time I was in a car, and I, like, thought about it. I was like, yeah, that's because it was almost three weeks ago. Weird. Like, we live in L.A., so we, we car things, even though, I know, not great for the environment, and we try to do it as little as possible, but we have to get places. So, I wanted to jump on today and just share a few things that I have learned within my own life and my own business, as well as things that I have picked up from some of you amazing, thriving creatives on being a parent and owning a business and doing both of those in a way where you don't feel like you're failing and like being really bad at them both equally. Like, I don't want you guys to be ending the day feeling like you suck as a parent and you suck at running a business and you suck as a creative and like just you suck. So I wanted to break down really quickly some ways that you can be a good enough parent and a good enough business owner so that you feel like not only are you thriving in this situation we have going on in the world right now where a lot of us are having the opportunity to learn what it's like to homeschool our kids and or at least aid them with online education, which for me, I have a first and a kindergartner and also a kid in preschool. So that means really like you being their teacher. Um, My kids aren't fully self-sufficient in their education. So how do you do that and run a thriving business? So I have three tips for you guys. And 
I want to say from the front that none of these are things that I do perfectly, but they are things that I've learned over time really do allow me to feel like I have the most capacity for thriving in both areas of my life. They really set me and my kids up for the healthiest future that we can have. So the first thing that I'm going to recommend, and I recommend this whether you have kids or not, is making sure that your daily and weekly expectations are, first of all, realistic. Now, how can you check if an expectation is realistic? Well, this is going to take a little trial and error. One of the ways that I used to do it is I try when I'm making my glorious plan for the day, I try to look at that and add in a lot of buffer time. Um, Because what I've realized, just like slow Zoom and internet, because everyone in the world is using it right now, all at the same time, all in the same way, scheduling needs some buffering time, a little more than we might need at other periods. So, One of the things I want you to do is when you set up that ideal schedule or your expectation for what you might be able to accomplish during your work day and your parenting day and whatever other days you might have all squashed into the 24 hours you really have in a day, I want you to add in some buffer periods and then I want you to double those. What? Yeah. Neurologically speaking, Our brain almost always, unless you've been tracking precisely how long every single task in your life takes, and if you are someone who's done that, then you don't have to build in as many buffers, but I would say you still need to build in buffers, and I'll come back to that reason in a moment. But the reason you need to build in double the amount of buffers you think is one, the first level of buffer is for hashtag life happens and things most often don't go exactly as you've planned. So if you haven't built in any buffers, you have no flexibility and then therefore will have to go to reactive decision making when hashtag life happens. The second layer is what I was telling you before. We always, unless we're precisely tracking, we always underestimate how long things are going to take. There's a whole scientific reason for that, but just believe me when I say our brains underestimate it and that leaves us often feeling behind. So when you are setting expectations for the day for yourself, I want you to really build in those buffers. Now, what are the buffers? Now for certain types of tasks, that might be 15 minute buffer and some types of types of tasks that might be more like a 30 to 45 minute buffer. This is going to be up for you to decide, but I do believe that all of you, if you're really honest with yourself and you listen to that intuition and that gut, I do believe that you can accurately guess a good starting point and then tweak from there. Secondly, in terms of being a parent, and owning a business or working from home while your kids are there. The second thing that you need to do once you have those expectations is that you need to communicate those expectations clearly 
And communication is both ways, which means you have to think about your audience as well as the words that you are saying. So clearly communicate those expectations to the people that need to know. Now, if you are working at home with kids and you have a partner that is also working at home with kids, then you need to one, sit down with your partner. You can go back to the episode where I talk about my husband and I's weekly business meeting that has during this current global crisis has become an even more essential part of our life. And actually we're doing it a little more frequently than one week because things are changing so rapidly at this point. But secondly, we've also recognized that we have to clearly in an age appropriate way, communicate to our five and seven year old and three year old what the expectations are. Now, my kids have been really used to the fact that both daddy and I work a lot. Like my husband and I both work a decent amount. We both own businesses and he's in the entertainment industry, but they're used to that, but they're used to when we're home, we're home because I generally work at home when they're in school or some sort of daycare situation. So in this season, what I want you to be thinking about when you plan out your schedule and you do your expectations is how also are you communicating those expectations to your kids in a non-reactive way? So one example of this that might be is Tell them, okay, your goal is to do this. Maybe your goal is to jump on a Zoom call with your teacher. Now, this happened literally an hour and a half before I am now sitting in my car recording this episode because flexibility in how we run life. So my son had a Zoom call with his teacher who's supposed to be reading to the entire class Harry Potter. Now we communicated that to him and we had communicated that his dad and two siblings were outside. But what we had not communicated, and now we will know this for tomorrow, is what happens and what are you supposed to do if you face a problem? Because what our children, for most of us, are used to doing is if they have a problem when they're at school or when they're in life, they go to the closest grown up. Now, what we forgot to communicate to our seven-year-old is life happens, which is a great lesson for him to learn. You don't have to stress out, but these are the steps that you're going to take if there's a problem. So for tomorrow, what we will verbalize to him is, yes, if something comes up and you're on a Zoom call and there's an audio issue, mom might be the closest grown-up, but mom is in a session while you're doing that. And so she is not the person to go to. You need to walk your little Benunu outside and access a solution there. So this is a really great thing for us to be thinking about. I think it's easy because we're so used to working with other grownups to think, yes, I have to clearly set my expectations with myself and those are grownups around me. But one of the things I do want to challenge you guys to do is think about age-appropriate ways and solutions to when life happens, how to communicate those to our children. Second, I want you to remember what's important. This is going to, one, shape how you do your scheduling. It's going to allow you to really analyze the decisions you're making in your business. 
and where you're spending your time in your work. So every day or a couple times a week, start where you can start and then grow from there. I want you to really stop and ask yourself, what is my big vision and mission? And how are all these things that I were that I'm doing play into that? Because when you are trying to be a parent who's also owning a business and at this point is working at the same time as your children are home, what you have to hold at the forefront of your mind is we only have space for what's important. And so if you are constantly analyzing and saying, let me let go. Oh, this is not for now. This is not taking me towards my goal. And you can do that confidently. What will happen is you will have so much less stress and anxiety because maybe those other actions are fun. Maybe those other actions are icing on the top of your cake, but this may be a season and you can ask yourself, is this a season that I need to just focus on the hearty part of my meal and leave this cake for maybe a different season? We can thrive as creatives and get to do all the things we love and get to grow a business that's consistently making money without always getting to the sugary part of our meal. Now, I love me some chocolate and I love me some iced coffee and I'm currently craving knowing what that, what, have you guys seen that new trend where it's like the fluffy coffee? I can't remember the name of it right now, but it looks so good. And that is my hashtag new life goal to figure out how to make that in a way that I can eat. So it needs to be dairy free and all of that. I have not looked into it enough, but who here go and like send me an Instagram <laughs> message. If you have tried that fluffy coffee, Oh, what's the name of it? Okay. But go send me a message. And if you have a favorite recipe for making it, you know, the one where they whip the coffee, the, is it just called whipped coffee? I don't know. Anyways. So Remember what's important and remember we may just need to do the quintessential hearty part of our eating right now, our business eating, our consuming of things, and then we'll save the fluffy coffee or the cake for later. Thirdly, what I really want us to just spend the end of our episode thinking about is how can you utilize being a parent and owning a business and the ebb and flow and the processes that go into that, how can you use that to show and therefore teach your children through example, what it's like to live a life of passionate pursuit of what you love and what you feel will be impactful? What can you show your children in this space about creativity and creating resilient minds and succeeding even in the midst of failure? And how can you do that in a way where you're not pretending that everything is easy? You're not being that parent that's like, yeah, we've got everything down and this isn't hard. No, I make it a point to tell my kids, yeah, mom had a really hard day because this happened in terms of my business. And I'm discouraged by that right now. But I know that things not going the way that I plan doesn't mean anything bad about me. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't pursue this, but it just means that I'm sad today. 
So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do on those days where you are starting to feel that failure pull and you're trying to figure out, is there really space to be a thriving parent and own a thriving creative business? The answer is yes, but the answer is also you're going to thrive in parenthood because you're imparting these lessons to your children. So be intentional on that. Use this time and space, not only with the crisis that's going on right now, but maybe you're listening to this later and you're like, well, that's not going on right now, but life still is. So use this time and this season of life where you are growing a business to use that to intensify the beauty and the impact of your parenting. So as we go forward, and like I said at the beginning, I am not perfect in this. I am far from it. But I just want to leave you with this thought. You can make a difference by how you show up in your business. Yes, by the clients you serve and the people you impact and the art you bring to the world. But you can make a bigger impact if you are thoughtful about how your choices and how your reactions are shaping your kids' mindsets and perspectives and even their neurobiology. So just go knowing that the struggle is real. We're all there. But you can thrive in both and thriving in your business and being intentional and verbalizing it is an amazing way to in part thrive to your children each and every day. I can't wait to keep hanging out with you all. If you have any questions about this and you're like, practically speaking, how do I do that? Definitely head on over to Instagram, Naftali V. Roberts, and connect with me. Let's talk about how we practically live this out. And I will talk to you all soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate you for being a part of the movement that this show is built upon, which is liberating creatives and artists from their feast or famine cycle so that they become creatives who consistently make money doing what they love without the hustle, bustle, and burnout that has sadly become common for too many building creative businesses. You are amazing for going against the status quo and choosing to be a creative who is defined by thriving instead of how many things you have to do on your to-do list today. If you haven't joined the movement yet, simply review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and share your review on Instagram stories. By sharing and reviewing, you are helping way more creatives learn it is possible to make consistent money doing what you love without having to constantly hustle and struggle. Together, we can change the landscape of being a creative and build the world we want for generations of creatives to come. You are such a huge part of what we are doing here, and I'm so grateful for you. I will talk to you soon. 